0: It's like it's like saying you're from Rhode Island. Like nobody fucking gives a shit about Connecticut down here in Tennessee. Okay, Delaware. Okay, big whoop.
1: Uh, good morning, or good afternoon, or good day, whenever you decide to listen to this. It's football and other f-words. Uh, brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. We appreciate you tuning in as always. It is just Zach and I today. Uh, Michael Herndon is off. He's taking some much desired term, much deserved time off, especially after that disastrous Sunday night game uh, against Green Bay, just smashed, smashed in the snow was what happened to the Titans. So Zach and I are here to tell you exactly how we feel. And I can tell you how we feel. It's not good. We just got done recording our radio show and I had to hold myself back multiple times from saying the things I wanted to say, because the thing I wanted to say right off the bat is, what in God's holy name is this team doing on defense and now on offense? I want to beat the shit out of something. Good morning, Zach. Uh, I.
0: You know, I don't want to say I told you so in this instance you because it means take but it your means, platform because it means that the Titans lost the game, <clears> but <throat> they lost in embarrassing fashion. And I got roasted all week on Twitter, and I just, I didn't respond to any of the people adding me and, you know, subtweeting me about my galactic worst take ever. That it's so astronomically bad take that the Green Bay Packers are infinitely better than the Tennessee Titans. It got heated. It got spicy. It got spicy. And people called me an idiot on Twitter and said it was the worst take they've ever heard on the show. On a show where people say that Trevor Simeon is good, Mike Zimmer's good, uh, Taewon Taylor's good. I mean, on a show with all these bad takes. And I said it. And, you know, I I walked it back just a little bit saying maybe infinitely was not the right word. But it was true. I mean, we saw it. The Packers were fucking infinitely better than the <laughs> Tennessee Titans and they got, they got boat raised. I mean, you know, it was bad. Just don't here's two things. I never want to see the Titans play in the snow ever again. No. Just, just, just fake COVID for, for God's sake, just don't play in the snow. And second, uh, I never want a primetime game ever again. I don't even care about Thursday night football. I want noon games or three twenty-five
1: games rest the way. If there's an 11 AM slot, I'll take it yeah. like something. I, I I'll take Tuesday not, night primetime. I'll do that. Tuesday, one. Yeah. We'll take some Tuesday night primetime games all day, but I, I got to say, I, I, this is one of those moments where I have to say, not only are you right. I mean, I owe you an apology because infinitely was the correct way to describe green Bay against the Titans. And this is why you don't play games on paper. This is why you're only as good as the team that, st- that 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 is on the field currently. You can't just say, "Oh, well, the Titans beat the hell out of the Jaguars." So, based on that, look how good they are. They've got a shot against Green Bay. They you can only play what's in front of you. You can you, these this, these games are not decided on paper. And mother of God, I, I would have much rather have played. Dungeons and Dragons on paper than watch this game. I was so done with it and done with it early. The Titans just looked, not just the defense, the Titans offense looked like they had absolutely no sink and no clue what they were out there doing. And the whole damn thing started off Gostowski kicking the ball out of bounds, looked timid running up to the ball. Titans fans had the audacity to get on Twitter and say, well, maybe he just doesn't know how to kick in the snow. Zach, take it away. Why should this man be able to kick in the snow? He played over a decade in fucking Boston. Like, what are these people making excuses for these throws? It starts snowing in Boston to, like, fucking August.
0: This is his fucking job. His fucking job is to kick the ball not out of bounds on a kickoff. That's it. That's all he's got to do besides make field goals. He's got two things he's got to do. Kick the ball either in the end zone or just short of the end zone to try to, you know, get – these guys on a, a worse field position than 25 or make a field goal. This guy, the snow is not an excuse. The, the snow is a it, the snow and the reps are two excuses that have very minimal carry with me, very minimal weight. They do have weight. I do think some of the younger offensive players and some of the younger defensive players who, I guess, have never, ever played a football game in the snow. I've played a lot of football games in the snow as a kid growing up, but these guys act like they never seen it. Fucking snow ever in their life. But they're they're a little young. You know, I'll give it. But Ryan Tannehill has played a lot in the snow. Steven Kostowski has played a lot in the snow. Malcolm Butler has played a lot in the snow. I mean, these guys all were just in over their head. This should be... Derrick Henry just going crazy. It just was not the offensive performance that I expected, but it is definitely the defensive performance I expected because this defense is trash, is the worst fucking defense. I'd rather see Chuck Cecil as defensive coordinator or Jerry Gray as defensive coordinator. My God, this, this defense has beaten me so into the ground and gotten me so fucking depressed that I am willing to backtrack my statement that we should not go after Matt Patricia fucking pre Matt Patricia yesterday. I am done with this defense and I this is too much talent on this team for it not to for it not to be marginally average. It this should be an average team, a defensive team in the least. In I've heard people on the radio backtrack statements from earlier in the year after this game yesterday. I heard it on the radio yesterday. Backtrack statements from earlier in the year that were slamming this team for not having a defensive coordinator to now change their mind saying, I don't think a defensive coordinator would matter that much. Fuck you. Yes, it would. (laughs) This team needs a defensive coordinator. I know that it all comes down to the players executing on the field but they're obviously not getting taught and not getting coached up out of their head. And where is our J and we'll get to it maybe a little bit later. Where's our JJ Watt in calling out this fucking locker room, calling out this defense. And it's not going to be Kevin Byard. Who's a weak ass little bitch. (laughs) And he, I mean, he's tackling people forward. I mean, he comes up and he gives him a little hug and he's like, okay, let's go up. Let's, let's tackle you forward. Let's get you three more yards, little buddy, because I can't tackle you. I'm not a heat seeking missile. I'm too scared to play in the snow. I'm too scared to hit running backs. I'm, I'm over it. I am over. At this point, I wish there was a device that would change the channel when the defense was on the field and change it back when the offense was on the field. I know I could do that on the remote, but I need to know when the offense is back on the field. And needs to do it automatically. So that's what I need because I am sick of watching this fucking defense. It's a disappointment. And look, I've been telling everybody to cool their jets on the Dory Jackson coming back because I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We blitzed a little bit more and it worked. And you know what happened? We didn't do it consistently. And Aaron Rodgers got to do whatever he fucking wanted back there. Yeah. I know I mean, that started off with kicking and went straight into the no, defense, but I fucking hate this defense.
1: It's it's so this defense is so bad. What I want you all to watch going forward with the state farm commercials, just look real carefully in the background and see if you see the Tennessee team kind of running around in the background because he's he could have filmed his next commercial in that backfield he had so long. There was a moment where Rodgers was scrambling and then ultimately threw it out of bounds. I, I think. He probably spent seven or eight seconds in the pocket. They just it, an eternity in the pocket doing whatever he wanted. Don't give me that the Titans had a sack and that they felt, oh, they broke their non sack. This team is so bad at getting sacks. And, and I hope I get the stat right, but I'm pretty sure I heard John Glennon tell 615 sessions the other day that the team had at the time 14, now 15 sacks. The franchise low record for sacks in a season was 30. I just like this team would have to get 16 sacks on Sunday against the Texans just to get back to the break-even point. What the fuck is happening? How how are you so bad about generating pressure? And then there was a lot of people, we even said this on the podcast too, to which Zach rightfully called us out that bringing back a Dory would add additional pressure. Where the fuck was it? There was no pressure at all. Rogers did whatever he wanted. Zach, you said it on a radio show this morning. That first drive by Green Bay looked like a here in the park. Just doing whatever they wanted as they drove down the field against the titans lazily making sandwiches pouring mimosas and Devontae adams scoring just doing whatever you wanted this was one of the most frustrating football games i've ever watched the tennessee titans put up i've watched 55 to nothing i watched 55 59 to nothing against pittsburgh i watched that atrocious denver game last year in which Mariota finally the wheels came off This was it. This was the one that was so disappointing. And the reason why is because it was on prime time. And what did the Titans do? They showed up and pulled their pants to their ankles and went to the urinal. I I just don't understand. I don't understand how you play this bad. And I'm with you, Zach. Who is the guy on the team that is walking into the locker room and getting in the face of this defense? And I don't know who it is. And you know why? Because I don't think anyone's doing it. And you're exactly right. It's not Bayard. The man's been MIA all season. It's not going to be a Dory Jackson. The man's hurt, and he didn't play well. He has no right to go in that locker room. Someone needs to be in that locker room in their ass, and I don't think anyone is.
0: Let, let, we probably should have put this disclaimer at the beginning of the show. Yes, because this is exactly what Mike would say, and I do agree with this somewhat. Yes, the Titans are 10 in, have 10 wins, so that's one more win than the nine and sevens, and this is their uh, another winning season in a row. That's something to celebrate and be happy about. Yes, this team has a chance to win the division next week, which is the first time in a long time, I believe, since two thousand eight. If I'm not correct, if I'm correct on that, and and yes, this offense is a top three offense by every metric, even after this piss poor performance. However, this t- and they're going to the playoffs more than likely. It's not secured, and we'll get that later. The Tennessee Titans. Are have not met my expectations coming into this. This by all accounts should have picked up where we left off in the playoffs and been a very good defense with a really awesome offense and I fully expected 13 and 3, 12 and four. We're not that far off I get it but we it was attainable if we had a really good defense. But this, I expected Super Bowl aspirations. Be in the Super Bowl, we were at the AFC Championship game last year. My expectations are now, this team's running it back. Let's get to the Super Bowl. This is not a Super Bowl team. So that's that's where all this anger is coming from when, when we get into it. But, but I am thankful that it's a winning season. I understand there are a lot of fan bases out there that would kill to have the success that we've had over the last few years. Whether it's ugly wins or you know, us backing into the playoffs in Kansas city under Mike Malarkey or us struggling at, you know, to get in the playoffs and doing another week, 17 game. I, I understand. And may, and maybe I should be a little bit more thankful, but you know, if the Titans defenses are going to fucking care, it's hard for me to care. And, you know, looking at this team, here's what happens at, the Tennessee Titans look like they don't belong among the NFL's best, or even even close to the discussion. I mean, if you think Green Bay's bad, and I understand that the Atlanta Falcons somehow, you know, took Patrick Mahomes to the limit, and it was a crazy game. But I watched that game because it was an early game, and you know what that defense was doing? Flying around, caring, even though they're a four and twelve team. I think they cared. I don't see this Tennessee Titans defense carrying on the field. There is no – there's no life, no energy. And now, when it's up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, sure, they got a lot of energy. When it's up against the Bears, sure, they got a lot of energy. But, uh, spoiler alert, the Jaguars aren't getting into the playoffs. And, you know, you got good teams all the way around. I think your best bet, if you want to make it out of round one, is to get the Miami Dolphins. But you're talking about a team, a defense – who couldn't stop Devontae Adams. I know Devontae Adams, a lot of teams have not been able to stop him. Uh, Hello? These guys left him wide open on every fucking play. And they allow 234 yards on the ground. Give me a break on that because these guys are tackling, and I've seen it every game, tackling these running backs five yards forward. And you're right. You know what that first drive looked like? I noticed it. Aaron Rodgers is strolling up to the line, like you said. It was like a uh, training camp practice for him. Like, they're just doing run-throughs at training camp, and he's just tossing it. And Paul Karski had it in his uh, article at paalkaharski.com and said that um, Matt LaFleur said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in a playbook we were able to run because, you know, we just weren't afraid of the Tennessee Titans pass rush. Well man, if that's not a big fuck you to this defense and that doesn't get this defense fired up, I don't know what will.
1: That's insulting. And that's where the locker room needs someone with a J.J. Watt type mentality of printing that off and stapling it to every locker of the defensive backs or, or, or on the defense, I should say, and saying, look at this. This is what's being said about you. And you know what? It's true. Now, to back up to your point about You know, like you said, we should have had a disclaimer. I'm going to have some positivity at the end of this podcast, and I want you all to think this is just going to be the Schindler's List of Depression listening for the next few minutes. But, you know, I'm going to get to some positivity at the end. But here's what bothers me, and I'm going to equate this to the, the Nashville Predators. You don't want to waste and squander the opportunities that you have. And this is why I'm so frustrated with this team is because I'm like you I felt like this team was in running back mode. This offense is better than it was last year. And I think you need to seize the opportunities you have to be able to win with what you got, especially if it's going well. The reason why I compared to the Nashville Predators, because all I've heard Predators fans say for a long time, now Predators fans are pretty down on the team right now, and like and rightfully so, but Predators fans just kept saying, well, look at this squad. They're built for multiple cup runs. They're built for making cup runs for the next few you know years. They've got a good window of that, blah, 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 right? You could almost say the same thing about the Tennessee Titans last year. They lose in the AFC Championship game. You're thinking, okay, they've got a good squad coming back. This is a team that could easily end up back in the same place next year. This is a team that the Titans, if they don't seize the moment this year, you're going to lose some pieces on offense next year that are going to hurt. As much as I want this team to figure out Corey Davis coming back, Titans fans need to prepare themselves for the fact that it may not happen, right? Because look how atrocious this defense is. And this team has to spend some money and some picks to acquire some people on defense. So this is why I want the Titans to be able to seize the moment they have and why it's so disappointing to see them play so bad against green Bay. It hurts so much to say the words. This is not a super bowl quality team. They played bad against the Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers and green Bay. Three of those teams I just mentioned are going to be in the playoffs and you can clown the Steelers as much as you want. They turned around and got it done against the Colts. And I don't know that this team, I don't know that the Tennessee Titans can do that right now. Patrick Mahomes had an off day on Sunday Offenses have offenses has my god offenses have bad days. The Titans' offense had a bad day on Sunday night, but those bad days come at the defense of the of, come at the expense of the defense keeping you in the game. Mahomes was able to come back and win that game because Kansas City's defense kept them in it. The Titans' defense can't keep this team in shit, and they're playing like complete shit. Kevin Byard is completely missing. A Dory Jackson, who was supposed to come back and be the savior of this team, and Zach rightfully gave a shit for saying that, oh, well, he's going to be able to ad- add additional pressure, didn't do shit. Rashawn Evans grabs himself a dumbass penalty and turned a Green Bay drive where they should have been dead at third and 10 and the Titans got a magical third down stop to another score. And that's what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about with the Tennessee Titans defense is can they just find a way to get off the field on third down and can they just not flat out get embarrassed and get scored on on every drive? Our expectations for this defense are so fucking low right now that it's absolutely depressing. We they got a sack and I watched Titans Twitter light up like they just want a spot into the Super Bowl for a singular sack. It's it's gross it makes me want to beat the shit out of something. And the reason why is because you're squandering the offense that you have on the other side of the ball. Now, this is where my positivity will come in a little bit. If there's ever a Titans offense that could be able to turn into the greatest show on turf to steal a phrase from that shit-ass St. Louis team in the 90s and 2000s, this, this offense could do that. They could turn around and be able to put up a 30 or a 40 burger and start boat racing teams. But you wouldn't have known it Sunday night. And, and unfortunately, if this team doesn't find a way to get that done and turn around, it's good. they're going to be one and done. So Titans fans, you need to prepare yourself for one or two scenarios. They're either going to play well against the Titans or, going to, or Texans, are going to punch the Texans in the mouth, and they're going to find a way to start marching through the playoffs. If they come out flat against the Texans, son, it's over. And if they come out and play the atrocious defense that they did, whether it's in the first round of the playoffs or next week's against the Texans, it, son, it's done.
0: Well, it, it seems to me this team is relying too much on the the luck factor in these games. The any given Sunday, any given Sunday, something can happen. Well, why don't you control your destiny for once and control what happens in a game and dictate what happens in a game? Because this team right now is relying too much on uh, the Ravens getting fourteen positive tests. The uh, Bills missing players, the Colts missing players on defense in their second go-around, and they're relying too heavily on these these things to happen. I feel like because this defense sucks. And let me say something. You, people talk about Super Bowl window, and people say that the Titan Super Bowl window is is, is not going to close that quick. Okay, so let's say Arthur Smith goes and he heads to another team, your window gets shorter. They the Titans don't bring back uh Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. That window's very slim at that point. I mean, it's it's barely open because you got so much work to do on this defense. And maybe there's not a lot of work you gotta do. Maybe all they need is a defensive coordinator, which is kind of how I'm feeling, and and get rid of Jim Hazlitt because he's worthless or Right now, Anthony Midgett and Jim Hazlitt and not hiring a defensive coordinator are the top three reasons why this team is where it's at right now. Because Jim Hazlitt, can't, he can't coach. He, he thinks that Rashawn Evans is one of the best linebackers in the league. Well, Rashawn Evans is only good as long as they're at the goal line and the offense only has two yards to go. Because other than that, bench them. I don't just don't even have that inside linebacker. Put Kenny Vaccaro there and keep Amani Hooker on the field. Let Kenny Vaccaro, David Long play in the in the middle. At this point, what can it hurt? It can't get worse. I mean, it just can't. The, the New York Jets could put thirty up on this offense over thirty, and and people are going to laugh and think them being over exaggerating. Have you watched the New York Jets play these last few weeks? They could definitely put up thirty. I, I mean, they just can. And this defense. This defense is atrocious. I just I can't get over it enough how awful the, the scheme is, how awful the coaching is, and how much the players have all regressed. Because when you think about it, if I told you before the season, Malcolm Butler, Kenny Vaccaro, um, Kevin Bayard, Uh, Dory Jackson with Christian Fulton, Rashawn Evans, John Brown, Jeffrey Simmons, Daquan Jones, um, and um, Jadavion Clowney were all on a team. And this team would only have and Harold Landry and have 14 sacks and be one of the worst defenses ever. You would call me crazy. I would call myself crazy. I would say that's stupid, Zach. You're an idiot for saying that in the off season, but look at it. Now that to me screams that there is a coaching deep rooted issue in this defense and it either needs the coaches have to get their act together. But if you listen to press conferences, these coaches are saying, well, you know, we can only do so much. The players got to go out there and execute. Well, that's true, but it doesn't seem like they really know what to execute. Desmond King's out there freelancing on some plays and they're just getting they're getting roasted. It's, it's bad. Like I know we're trying to instill some positivity I get some positivity as Derek Henry went over a hundred yards. I mean, you know, there's your positivity.
1: Well, and that's, that's kind of my shifting point is that, you know, we, we've shit all over the defense that they've had their flogging. I wish I would let you and I in the locker room so that we could have some talks. I would talk, I would need a bulletproof shield around me so that I don't get beat up, but Oh, wait a minute. Derrick what,
0: Henry didn't get 100 yards. He
1: was three yards yeah, short. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was, right. what, two yards short? I think he had 98 yeah. yards. But, but so on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to set Derrick Henry aside because, frankly, Derrick Henry pretty much did his job. I mean, 4.3 average, 98 yards. He didn't have the game we would like for him to have. He didn't see the end zone. But at the same time, Derrick Henry was not the problem on this game. The problem ultimately was Ryan Tannehill to start first and foremost. He didn't look comfortable. He, he just looked rough. It just 11 for 24, 121 yards, one TD, two picks. And the two picks he threw were, were pretty bad. The first one, to me, was especially bad because as he watched multiple replays, I, I don't know if he expected A.J. Brown's flat-out speed to open that window a little bit better, but the defender was shadowing in front of A.J. Brown that entire route, and it looked like Tannehill threw it right to him. And Tannehill just looked – you you said it well on the radio show that it's like his throwing arm looked numb. He, he reminded me of, like, what you were saying about what Marcus Mariota looked like when he was trying to throw with nerve damage, like just not comfortable throwing the ball. But I understand rookies not playing well in the snow, fine, but, like, Tannehill has played in the snow before. These somebody, A lot of these grown men out there have played in the snow before, and they just look bad. Corey Davis not even having a catch. He's zero for zero yards is just painful to read, especially with the season that he's having. This offense did no favors. We said on the radio show before, and I'll say it again, the Titans offense would need to put up 30 each week to make up for the deficit that his asshole defense puts them in. 30 wouldn't have got it done Sunday night they needed a minimum of 42 to 45 to win that game and this team man, barely put up 14 just gross it's uh it goes to the point of earlier in the week
0: where i think these Tennessee Titans players just need to shut the fuck up like they just don't need to they need to talk to each other instead of and pump each other up instead of trying to pump themselves up in the media i understand Ryan Tannehill's a little butt hurt he didn't go to the pro bowl but when you have primetime games, and part of the Pro Bowl voting is the fans, and you are in these primetime games in the playoffs, and this past Sunday, they remember and they see piss poor performances or below average NFL quarterback performances, and that's why you don't get in the Pro Bowl. You, you're, I think he's like. He only has five primetime wins in his career, which is insane to me as long as he's been playing. But earlier in the week, he says, yeah, there's this narrative where I just turn around and hand the ball to Derek Henry. And that's all I really do. And, you know, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Well, you're off to a shitty start doing that proving the public opinion wrong. I mean, give me a break. And that's not to say that Ryan Tannehill didn't deserve the pro bowl. And that's not to say that Ryan Tannehill isn't good, but you shriek like a corn cob in the, in the, uh, in the spotlight, people are going to remember that constantly. That's what you're remembered for. And, you know, just don't say anything during the week because anytime, remember when Taylor won a couple of years ago, kept pounding the, the chest that they need more national respect. And then they go out and lose a clunker. I think it was the, uh, heading into that Ravens game where they, we didn't score any points. And they got like 10 sacks or something. Either way, just shut the fuck up, Tennessee Titans players. And you know who you need to be yelling at and getting pumped up? Your own fucking defense. That's who you need to be calling out. You don't need to be calling out media takes and this or that. You need to be calling out your own fucking players for not performing as as pro at a pro level.
1: Yeah. it's. I, it, I'm with you. The only thing I want to hear someone say in the media right now is our defense is trash otherwise don't speak don't speak to the media just give them their canned answers get out of your media obligation and let's move on everyone was talk about that the you know the titans of the patriots of the south and all that you know what mantra i want you to take from the from the patriots of don't give the opposing team or the media any kind of bulletproof or bulletin board material canned answers that's what i want, I want canned answers you know why because you're not playing well right enough right now to be able to give just smart ass we're kicking ass answers the only team right now in the league that I feel like should be able to run their gums is Kansas City maybe Green Bay now but I'm like you at the end of the day don't speak don't say anything it's really embarrassing especially for Ryan Tannehill to come out and say oh I don't want to be the guy who just turns around and hands the ball to to Derrick Henry when Sunday night that's about the only thing that went well for you bro I mean, yeah, you did have a nice, kind of awkward-looking scramble up the middle for a touchdown on your own, but that that comment does not help. And at the end of the day, that's I'm just I'm so disappointed in this offense in general on Sunday night of looking as bad as they do. And and I'll I'll end that point by saying this: I know I've said this before, but I'm going to double down on it. I don't ever want to hear Titans fans come to us or anyone else and start talking about the national media ignoring the Titans. I mean it ever again. This is not a 10 year moratorium. It's not a 20 year moratorium. I don't ever want to hear it again because I will point to you specifically December 27th, Sunday night, just go watch that game and tell me that they, that they need national presence and spotlight because that was embarrassing. I do want to bring up one point that I think Zach would like to go off on. And I know I would like to point it out too. There, there, I, There's a small part of me that found it a little insulting that you've got like Nate Washington clowning the Titans on Twitter when I'm pretty sure Nate Washington was a part of that 59 to nothing debacle. Oh, him and Keith Bullock both works. Oh, and Keith Bullock
0: started it. Keith Bullock started it and then he quote tweets it or whatever. And so I quote tweet him with the picture and saying, These guys talking about snow games is pretty rich. So Nate Washington's a fucking weirdo. Uh, so he quote tweets my tweet and says, bro, you're the one following me. Well, yeah, I, I follow you because generally you put out interesting takes or this or that when you're not putting out and overusing
1: the Dark Knight. Uh, it's every you know. other tweet. I figured out the other day why I muted him. That's why, because he uses yeah. those Dark Knight memes I mean, all the
0: time. It, whatever. And then like he's acting like um, that I shouldn't follow him because I disagree with one bad take. I and like that's not how Twitter works. I mean, Twitter works, you follow people and you don't just unfollow people for one bad take. I mean, hell. I mean, I wouldn't be following half the people I follow if it's all one bad take. I've done follow myself. But I mean, give me a break that you can't take. Like that's what you come back with. That's a weak ass it's just as weak as a uh, dark as a joke Heath Ledger Joker. Uh, give. I mean, give me, give me a break. I mean, these guys. I and they're then they try to backtrack and say, "Oh, we're just joking," or blah blah blah. Y'all guys can't take a joke. Yeah, right. I mean, I see your Twitter and I see all this. Like, give me a break. That you guys should never be talking about a bad snow game performance. Is fifty nine and zero? oh Give me a break. That, that was, was the disgusting. worst thing ever. The only thing that saved me from really blocking most of that on my memory is that I was at Jonathan's Bar and Grill at Cool Springs. So I wasn't really having to pay attention to it because I checked out once it was like 34 to 0 or whatever it was. And I was like, well, shit, I'll just start watching a different game. I mean, give me a break. I mean, at least there was some fight at some points of this, uh, this game. <laughs> Fucking losers. I mean, <laughs> it's, Give me a break. And then you had people quote tweet me saying, oh, you guys, you shouldn't be disrespecting Nate Washington and Keith Bullock. I mean, disrespecting them for calling them out on facts? I mean, they're disrespecting the team that you're currently should be rooting for, and they're the ones disrespecting players like that. I mean, give me a break. They're grown men. They can handle themselves, and they can handle a Tennessee Titans podcast Twitter account. Telling them that uh, they shouldn't be talking shit about any kind of snow game and any kind of team performance when they got that. Nate Washington had one catch for negative twenty two yards. Give me a fucking
1: break. Shut the fuck up. I don't know that I can say anymore. Now I, I will say I I don't I understand Titans fans want to this whole like wanting to back players because either they have a blue check mark or they played professional football and just going with whatever they say, basically cloud chasing is what I can't stand. A you're allowed to tweet people and say, I disagree with your take or, you know, point out the fact that, I mean, you're saying this, but you got to be aware that you're part of one of the worst Titans losses ever fine. But this, you know, be, just defending players because they're former players to me is as gross as constantly quote tweeting and tagging players just to get noticed and just to get recognition of, Oh, I made a cute joke. What do you think about this? Nate Washington. What do you think about this? AJ Brown? Just, just quote tweeting dry to see if they get a reaction, because what happens when a player ultimately responds to one of them? First thing they do is quote tweet and say, Oh my God, so-and-so responded. Yeah, bro. It's exactly what you wanted. That's why you, what's why you tweeted at them. This is not the same thing. You're allowed to disagree with people. And frankly, I think it's a fair take of saying you can't sit here and clown on this team of all what time does the game start? Really? What time did that 59 to nothing game start? Because I'm still waiting for the Titans to show up for that one. So, I mean, look, Titans had a bad game, but it's a bad look as you're a former Titans player to be on Twitter trying to clown when you were a part of some of the worst losses Titans fans have ever seen. Ever. That Sunday night game sucked. It was nothing compared to that 59 to nothing game. You know why? Because the Titans found a way to get into the end zone twice Sunday night.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm not saying that they can't ever criticize, but I think sure. Ryan Mouton is doing the best of that right now. And Wesley Woodyard and, and actually giving people reasons as why the Titans are failing or what the Titans need to do on the offense or, and or defense and what they're lacking. Just you know, you know, give me a break. I mean, you're the fifty nine and 0 thing is just always. It's always going to be an embarrassment. That is oh, your yeah. scarlet letter. You have to carry around with you forever. I I just wouldn't say anything. You know, just you know, don't say anything.
1: I mean. Yeah, or- even if you got to say something, you just, I mean, it's generality. Oh, this is rough. Or golly, this team's playing yeah. bad. Whatever it is. Not, not clowning like, oh, where's this team? Are they going to show up? Bro, yeah. dude, you went up to Foxborough and sprayed the bed, stood in yeah. it and sprayed it. Like, don't, don't even start. Um, I got to talk about the Texans game because unfortunately. What do you our, think they're going to rest Eric Henry for this game? <clears throat> I hope they do. I hope they rest Eric Henry. Um stupid put ass put polls. Some, Lord have mercy. Listen. This, this shit's bad enough right now without the rest of Titans fan base and some other media groups putting out polls and bullshit about resting. Are you kidding me? Resting players? The Titans have to win Sunday to win the South. We're talking about they have to win Sunday to get a home playoff game. A home playoff game is probably one of the best shots the Titans have right now being able to build a run this team doesn't need to be going on the road for the entire run to the Super Bowl again I'll get to what I'm talking about in a second because I don't think this team's going to the Super Bowl but starting with the Texans this team needs to come out and punch the Texans in the mouth first and foremost because J.J. Watt has already stood up in the locker room and rightfully so and I love to clown J.J. Watt this is no secret on this podcast how we feel about JJ Watt. But he's rightfully coming out and saying the Texans are playing like crap, our team is crap. We're not giving up in week 17. We've got stuff to play for. Basically, we're playing for our pride. And <laughs> the Titans better come out and punch this team in the mouth. Cause if they don't, it's going to be a long day, Sunday. And if the Titans, God forbid, lose this game, and I say God forbid, like it's a already written in stone, this Texans team could could beat the Titans. If, if they lose this game on Sunday, there are paths to the Titans not making the playoffs. So, see how well that 10 win season sits on your gut if they don't make the playoffs. So,
0: well, this is why you try to get the playoffs clinched as early as possible.
1: I'm not rooting for the Steelers, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This fucking idiocy. And first off, the Steelers are playing the Colts, an in division rival. That has tormented you for ye- decades, for years, and you would rather see the Colts win because there is like a two percent chance that the Titans could somehow get the number two seed. Like, why not take the sure thing? It's it's one game. Listen, I fucking hate the Steelers. Big Ben, it is looks like a a well fed homeless man. I. Hate the Steelers. But for one week, I want the Steelers to win because you know what? If they hadn't have won, guess who's going to be number one in the AFC South this week, heading into week 17? And we would be relying as a fan base, as analysts, we would be relying on them to lose to the Jaguars so that the Titans could win the AFC South. It's simple, it's not complicated we don't need to be thinking about these random scenarios with 2% chance happening where the Titans could get number two. Cause you know what? It required the Titans beating green Bay. And I'll say it before I said it before, say it again. They're the better team that wasn't going to happen. I am sorry. It just wasn't going to happen. And <coughs> the fact that these, these people, I get it. You never want to root for a, a loss for your team. I rooted for the Titans to win that game. Regardless of the improbable probability that it was going to happen, I wanted the Titans to win the Green Bay game. But it sure was nice that us losing the game, that the the Colts also lost because we still can play for the AFC South. But it's another Week 17 game versus a Houston Texans team. And spare me that this is an automatic win. Because we went into – we saw a few weeks ago – Head into the week that they went into overtime with this Houston Texans team. And JJ watt comes down and puts out this fiery, passionate speech at the worst possible time for Titans fans. And Deshaun Watson is determined to play. They, this te- Texans team is dangerous. There is the off chance that we may not see the Titans in the playoffs. That is wild to think about. And it's all be—it's not because of your rooting interest or anything. I don't believe in, well, you guys, the majority of this fan base didn't root for this to happen, so uh, that's, that's why we're, the Titans are in this predicament. It's because the Titans just can't handle their own business. I get it. But this is why you try to clinch the playoffs as early as possible. doesn't matter who you have to root for. Listen, if the Colts winning on Sunday versus the Steelers meant that the Titans could clinch the playoffs, I would have been rooting for the Colts. But in this scenario, it's your hated AFC South rival and closest contender to the AFC South crown going up against the Steelers in a one-off game that the Titans needed to make their playoff chances better. And if you can't grasp the concept of why you should have been rooting for the Steelers, I can't fucking help you. I, I am... I I just can't make it any clearer unless I guess I took a crayon and took your hand and made you draw it. Steelers must win. I I just couldn't make it any clearer for you guys. And I I don't think Mike can make it any clearer. And I understand, well, we just got to our own business. Sometimes you don't handle your own business. I mean, it happens. It happens in the NFL. Sometimes you don't handle your own business. And as we have seen all year long, this Titans team struggled with the Cincinnati Bengals missing four or five offensive linemen, and they lost. They lost to the Cleveland Browns. They they've lost to teams that are either average or below average. It, it's it's not, this is not a a team where you can rely on the handle your own business mantra. You the Titans need all the breaks they can get because. It's the Tennessee. At the end of the day, it's the Tennessee Titans, and this league never does the Tennessee Titans any favors on a week-to-week basis when it comes to playoff scenarios. Yeah, you want
1: to take the the you want to take the mathematically easiest path to getting your team in the playoffs. The better seed, the higher they can get. You always want that. You got to put aside, and this is coming from a fan podcast. I mean, we get the we get the point about being a fan. You have unrealistic expectations for things. Those that's one of the times you have to set aside your unrealistic expectations or not being a fan of a team and say, We need the Steelers to beat the Colts. You needed the Steelers to beat the Colts. If the Steelers had not beaten the Colts, this would be a much, much different episode right now. A lot more negativity, I can promise you, because the Titans would have a hell of a hole to dig out of. What it kind of reminds me of is the old Mitch Hedberg routine where he talks about, I love these commercials that say, oh, well, for three easy payments, blah, blah, blah. He goes, why don't they come out and say, for three easy payments, but I want one to be really difficult. Like, that's (laughs) that's what this reminds me of, of, I want, I want a little bit difficult path to the playoffs. Like I kind of like the the Titans need to go out and handle business. I really want this to be as difficult as possible. Guess what? Rivers don't run uphill. Water finds the easiest path to the ocean and it will cut through whatever it needs to, to get there. So you need to take the path that is laid out and the mathematical possibilities that it takes for you to have the easiest path to the playoffs. That's the whole point. So that your team can have an easier path to, I don't know, home games or getting rest if they need it. Because tell me, you can you can sit here and say, oh, well, the Titans have had nine and seven seasons. Now they're over the nine. When I, I mean, is that what you feel good about? You just want to keep talking about winning seasons and not winning in the playoffs, not advancing the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl? Is that what is going to put you to bed at night? To, to ship it back to the Texans. They're going to show up and play. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm feeding off, A, what J.J. Watt just said, and B, that game Sunday night against Green Bay and going and telling my offense, saying we can decimate this defense, we can absolutely shred them and embarrass them. We can embarrass the team that left our city. We can get our name out of the mud in the bad season that we've had all the rumors and the coaching changes and our front office being a fucking disaster. We can come out and smack this team in the mouth because their defense is fucking garbage at JJ Watts side of the ball. They're going to take care of business. So if you don't think the Titans have a battle in their hands Sunday, fuck, Oh boy, wake up because they do. Because now,
0: we saw on Sunday yeah. that Aaron Rodgers was able to um, have all day in the pocket. And you know who's a more athletic version of that? It's going to be Deshaun Watson. He's just going to scramble around. And he may even not even have to run. He may just be able to do a slight jog around because our, our defensive line is so slow. And I want to do bring up something real quick about the Super Bowl and about this defense. The Titans are currently 23rd in scoring defense and 29th in total defense. This is from Braden Gall of 440 Sports. How many NFL teams have made the Super Bowl being ranked 20th or worse in both categories? The 2016 Falcons, the 2011 Giants, 2009 Saints, 2006 Colts. He goes on to say, the good news is that all four have happened in the last 15 years. So, yeah. But here's the thing. Colts, 25 sacks. That's 10 more than what we have currently right now. The Saints, 35 sacks. 20 more than what we currently have now. The 2011 Giants, 48 sacks. That is 30. Wait, yeah, 33 more than what we have right now. And then the Falcons had 34 sacks. That's the season that Vic Beasley got 15 and a half sacks, by the way, by himself, which is more than what the Titans have right now. 2016, Vic Beasley has more than the Titans have right now. 34 sacks. That is 19 more than what we have right now. So... It's not to me. It's not about the scoring defense or total defense. It's about the pass rush. This defense cannot generate a pass rush. They're slow. They're tired. They're exhausted. Deshaun Watson. We win uh, we saw them going to overtime. I just don't know why people are chalking this up oh. as an easy win. I just don't get it. I mean, the Bengals should have been an easy win, right? Even the win against the uh, the Texans was not easy. Give me a break they're only really missing will Fuller at this point this is not a this is not a a, a give me game I do not understand why why people assume this is a gimme game. I understand you want to root for your team and pump up your team I get it that, that's fine I'm rooting it may, may not sound like it I still hope the Titans win this Super Bowl. I mean I still want the Titans to win the Super Bowl. I'm just being realistic in my expectations and my view of this team. That this is—they don't make things easy on themselves. This is not an easy game on Sunday. Traditionally, Vrabel, after a piss poor game, comes out and has his team prepared to play for the Texans. But sounds like to me, JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson—they're—they're they're ready to roll and they're ready to steamroll this
1: Titans team. Yeah, and if I'm—if I'm Vrabel, and I'll—I'll I'll, I'll wrap up the podcast on this kind of comment to try to turn it a little positive. If I'm Brable, I'm taking J.J. Watt's comments and I'm going into the locker room and I'm saying, guys, they're going to show up prepared. If you want to get into the playoffs, win the South for the first time and however long, and start this playoff run, it has to start Sunday. But Essentially, the playoffs start Sunday, right? I mean, J.J. Watt is going to be there. That's going to be their first test is getting past Watson and J.J. Watt. From there, the Titans have to go back to what we have said before of – You need an offense that's going to have to put up clown show numbers to beat teams and to make up for the deficit that their defense puts them in. And on the defensive side of the ball, the defense has to go from atrocious to bad. Now we've seen the Titans defense go from atrocious to bad a few times this season. And Lord knows that this Tennessee Titans has an offense that can put up clown show numbers on, on offense and does legitimately have the ability to score on almost every single team, almost at will at times so, there is positivity to be found here. And if there has been a Tennessee Titans offense that can make a wild run and outscore teams like crazy, this offense can do it. But I've got to say this A, the defense is going to have to find another rung of just getting to bad. But B, things are going to have to go about perfectly here. I just need Titans fans to understand that there is a slim possibility that they can run to the Super Bowl. But everything's going to have to fall into place. And this this team starting with the defense has to find another gear. They've got to find it. No, that the, the play that you saw out of the Tennessee Titans offense on Sunday night has to be a fluke. That has to be a one-off. They have to come out and smack the Texans in the mouth bury that body and move right into the playoffs and take absolutely no prisoners and try to make up for the deficit that the defense is going to put them in. So the, if there's an offense that can do it, this, this Tennessee Titans offense can do it next year. The window closes on multiple pieces of the offense. We'll get to that in the off season, but I don't want that offseason to start for a while, but I'm afraid if the Titans, if, if Sunday night is indicative of, of where this team is going, just get, get it in your head. Now that this team they could let you down, but if this offense gets it together and starts putting up some clown show numbers, they they could get it done.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want it to happen. I just don't know what the lightning rod is for this defense to get their act together and just play, you know, a two sack game kind of, kind of thing. I, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, they, they've defeated me. I'm beaten. They, they've They've taken any hope and aspirations away from me. I'm all in on offense. I don't even care about the defense anymore. Just give me all the offense I need and, and they can win. This is a team that can ride the wave of the offense as long as they stay hot and, and don't falter. They, they, they just can't falter and that they've, all of their losses, they don't score on the first two offensive drives, if I'm not mistaken. They are 0-5 or something like that. So you're going to have to score. And you're going to have to score early, often, and as much as
1: possible. Titans at Texans, 325 on Sunday. So get up, enjoy red zone, go to church, burn something in effigy, do <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Titans need to get it done Sunday. They need to smack this team in the mouth. Um, we we appreciate you tuning in as always. We didn't mean for this podcast to be so negative and ho-drum, but we just want to be honest with you. We, we felt like that's what we pride ourselves on, is just being honest with you. Sometimes it's brutal, but there it is. Football and other F-words. We appreciate you tuning in as always. Uh, for Zach Lyons, the aforementioned Michael Herndon, who is on vacation, and myself, Michael Gillum, you just been effed. Broadway Sports Media Production.